Welcome to Ground Control, Checking In, a podcast where we talk with business and technical experts and executives about the nexus of software and space. I'm your host, Simon Halpern, Chief Operating Officer for Cubos, an early stage company that is bringing the software revolution to space. As software continues to eat away at every industry, from retail, financial services, to healthcare and infrastructure, the space industry is no exception. On this show, we get to know our guests, share perspectives, insights, and a vision of the future when software has eaten space. Subscribe at Cubos.com. That's K-U-B-O-S.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Ground Control. I'm Simon Halper, your host. Today on Ground Control, episode two, we're going to be talking with uh, one of the Cubos team members, Glenn Ivey. Glenn is the lead developer on Major Tom, and we're excited to have Glenn with us. Glenn, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to have you here, except you're not actually here. You are in? Fort Bragg, California, way up on the northern coast. As just looking back at your you know, your resume, it's it's does not contain anybody necessarily doing anything in space. Nope. So, nope. Cubos is so, my first time, which is a, a super exciting thing. Yeah, how did you, we, we actually started talking with you about a year ago, uh, give or take, uh, maybe a month or two, and uh, here you are. So how did you come across Cubos and, and what decided, uh, what triggered your uh, Oh, it was, it was complete good luck. Professional network, I'm a part of, um, one of uh, Kubos' ex-employees is also a part of, and they posted the job, and because it was space, uh, I pursued looking into it, and then things worked out from there. Okay. What was anything stand out in particular from, from maybe the posting or, or talking to the, the former employee? You had me at space. Uh, let's be oh. really honest. The, <laughs> the, the product is fascinating. Uh, I really enjoyed the fact that I could get a good idea where I thought I could get a good idea and I turned out to be right. So that was the win of what the product was and what I'd be doing just from the website. So that was very helpful. We've had some pretty exciting things going on lately. We've got some new customers that have recently launched and they're now operating their spacecraft in space using Major Tom. And have you had any kind of uh, either aha moments or any light bulbs come on as a result of either seeing them go to space or maybe seeing them get ready to go to space? So we've been in pretty close communication. Well, we're in pretty close communication with all of our customers, but especially the ones that we're ramping up to launch recently. So I don't think there were any, there haven't been any surprises, which in space and probably everywhere else in technology is good. It's good that things uh, go as you expect them to go. The The big thrill for me was seeing a couple of uh, those customer satellites you were talking about uh, went up on um, SpaceX's transporter too. And actually being able to see the video and hear the customer names being called out as the satellites popped off the, the launcher, that was really incredible. And being able to see in our monitoring that our customers, you know, when after that the satellite got spun up and started talking to the ground, to see that there was data coming through and know that um, that I was a part of that and that that our customers relied on us and could rely on us, that was a really emotional moment. That was. Uh, I remember we were all. I, I think you're. I think we were all watching uh, <laughs> in our separate locations, but we were all on a group group Zoom call watching that that launch happen, and yep. it, it, it felt the same way. Uh, very emotional and you're actually connected to something that's up in the heavens and have some 
input into what's happening there. Very well, exciting and, and, uh, emotional can mean a lot of different things, I think, but, um, I think I know what you're saying. So there was the excitement, but also knowing that our customers trusted us to be a link in the chain of their system, right? There's a lot of responsibility in the fact that, um, if we go down, people wouldn't be able to, to talk to their satellites until we got things straightened out. And that, you know, hasn't happened with, with these launches and hasn't happened in any significant way elsewhere. But the amount of trust and the impact of that trust, yeah, that's deeper than just exciting. And that, and that trust, I think, works with us and the customer. And it also, it also I think, works in, internally within the, within the team. Can you tell, tell everybody a little bit more about who you work with at, at the company and what, what the interactions are like internally? So I'm really thrilled with this team. I say I like small companies. This is only the second time I've been in a company this small. And I think we're we're very fortunate in the people that we have, how we interact, and that the focus is purely on getting the work done. By which I mean, don't mean that we have no fun. Uh, I mean that we have relatively few distractions and it's small enough that there's none of the politics you find in like even that hundred person company I was kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very uh, supportive and collaborative and it's a good reason to get up in the morning. That's what it is. When you're when you're getting up in the morning, some of our team is is a couple hours ahead, so they're already up. I know you're you work you work closely with a, a number of people. Any who do you who do you primarily work with and how do you divvy up their your various responsibilities uh so i assume that you're eventually going to talk to them on this podcast so it's not throwing anyone under the bus to use names uh i primarily work with michael and josh michael is our uh director of mission control uh so he's really got uh the product vision at this point josh is somewhat newer than me uh still coming up to speed on some of the parts of the product Mm -hmm. we have not a pedantic uh agile style for our work but we try to do incremental development very short small pieces of work that can be uh delivered and tested and all the way through the pipeline uh and we have daily stand-ups uh that we use to coordinate and a weekly engineering meeting that we use to uh, reevaluate um, the priorities of the work that's in front of us. With those with those interactions, I think there's we're so we're still relatively new. So there's a culture that that is developing, uh, and it, it it's constantly shifting, especially as we add new people or new customers. Uh, but how do you how do you see the culture evolving, and and then within that, what's a What's a typical day in the life for Glenn, if there is one? So the typical day, well, what what defines the day is how much time on headset versus uh, heads down doing typing. So uh, most weeks I've got one or two days uh, with no meeting time, a couple of days that are intentionally heavy so that we've, we've pushed our meetings together to try to optimize the actual working time and then random stuff for the rest of the week. I'm pretty happy with the meeting culture that we have. I tend to be one of those on-time fanatics, uh, and I don't think the rest of the team is quite as fanatical as I, but uh, manages to be on time nevertheless. And we've got a good culture around checking in with each other, making sure that what we're doing when we're together and synchronous 
is useful, is justifies the time being invested. Meeting and meetings end early, which I always think is a good sign, right? You you can mm-hmm. recognize that you're finished with your work, uh, even if the clock isn't telling you. Those are small things, though. It's easier for me to talk about culture when there are things in it that I dislike. We could have a different discussion about like reasons I have left companies, but there's nothing in our culture at Kubos that I dislike. We have a weekly retrospective process, and I think we're pretty good at tuning what we're doing and how we're doing in response to uh, what the business needs, what each of us need from the others. So I think culture is not process, but to the degree that culture is embodied in um, the meta processes, right, the, the, the things that you do to decide what your process is, I'm very happy with the fluidity and the pragmatic nature of how we decide how we're going to work. From what you've seen in what's going on within space, which is a, getting incredibly exciting right now at, at a number of different levels, uh, what do you see happening potentially in the space industry and then for Cubos as we go forward, either for the company, for the product, however you want to answer that? So the top level for both is exactly the same answer, um, bigger and better. Actually, probably the reverse of that better and bigger. I see us growing with the industry in a really cool way. Uh, there are a lot of customers, no, sorry, a lot of companies who are potential customers doing new and innovative work and mostly small stats and constellations. And then there are a lot of companies doing work to try to uh, reimagine how they're going to um build the larger satellites, how they're going to manage their existing larger satellites, who are also potential customers for ours. And that, I think, gives us a really bright potential future, right? With, with any small company, mm-hmm. there's the caveat and everything that you need to execute well. Uh, and so far, I think we are. Uh, so if we continue executing well, I see us expanding in those areas and in the, the fuzzy area in between. And I see... The really important thing about um, being a company that is as responsive as we are to customer need, and I hope uh, continues to be that responsive as we grow, is that we can address the customers that we actually have. That when we look at the industry as a whole, there's a lot of things that Major Tom, the mission control software, could grow into and could deliver for people. There's a lot of things that would be different products that we could develop alongside Major Tom that would deliver for people. And the fact that we can take all of that possibility and filter it down when we get specific customers and we're engaged with them and can address their specific needs I think that's the best way to grow a piece of technology uh, rather than to sit in a back room and decide what the industry needs uh, in some sort of of hypothetically perfect priority order and go and build that and wait for them to show up as if it were a baseball diamond. Thank you. That's it's it's an exciting vision. And uh, I certainly share the the sentiment about listening, listening to folks uh, outside of our echo chamber for real input and and helping uh, paint a vision of the future so uh, that that concludes the the initial part of the discussion with glenn and glenn have you had a chance to listen to the the last episode with uh, when i uh, had tyler on the show not all of it was there something at the end that i'm about to be subjected to 
Uh, he may have said this. Uh, have, well, you haven't seen him in person yet, but he's gonna. He, he claims he's gonna give you a hug. He's gonna ask first, but he's gonna give you a hug because he's. Good, he, good. He's, we haven't seen anybody in a while, so. Yes. Uh, but the other thing uh, he did at the uh, we do at the end of the uh, show is is do a little lightning round. Okay. Some some fun questions. So you did miss the lightning round, so you didn't hear his answers, which is actually good. So I can reuse some of the same questions. So <laughs> this is Glenn Ivy our lead developer on Major Tom, and this is our lightning round with Glenn. So, are you ready? Sock it to me. Okay. What is the first remote control thing you owned or remember using? A motorcycle toy, a Kawasaki Ninja. Science fiction question. Movie question, I guess. CGI or the real thing? The real thing. Okay. Gotta be models. (laughs) Would... Uh, would you rather sit in the so anybody who listened to the last episode probably heard my you'll hear my tweak to this one so would you rather sit in the captain's chair that's inside of a plane that's on autopilot or would you rather fly a drone remotely but be the pilot of the drone i would rather be the pilot favorite software meme if there is one so it's an old style tower computer with um the openings for the plug-in cards at the back open, and there's a cat's face sticking out. So the cat is clearly inside of the tower. Uh, <laughs> and the subtitle is the hacker voice, I'm in. But yeah, the, the, the cat in the tower computer, probably my favorite software meme. Favorite number in the countdown sequence? Most people don't start from 42. I want to go with five because there's almost always a change of tone or voice between the first few numbers and five. They're like, they're serious now, right? You can tell that that, that you're, you're near the end. Yes. Nice. Okay, number five. All right. Uh, uh, current events. Would you, current events with a twist. Would you rather be, uh, would you rather go to space in a virgin spaceship with Jeff Bezos or in a Blue Origin spaceship with Richard Branson. I don't expect you actually get a lot of time to talk to your... Pa- well, there. okay, that's going to be the, the, the Virgin spaceship. Because if I'm going to spend time talking to my passengers, it's not going to be during the weightless part of it. So mm-hmm. I actually like the, the protracted going up and coming down of the Virgin profile. So, yeah. Okay. Also, fun so, fact, uh, I was at Mojave for the first flight of Spaceship One. Oh, that was they, when they won the X Prize? Yeah, yeah, back in yeah. 04. Nice. And here we are. It's, it's uh, X yep. years later, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's real. Are you, yep. Do you have a deposit down on, the, uh, on a trip? I, I do not. Uh, I, uh, I don't want to put another mortgage on my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Favorite, favorite coding language? Oh wow, that's that's hard. These days, it's probably Ruby. It's it's the most general purpose. I can do almost anything when I pick it up. But I find myself writing more JavaScript, uh, and this is like off hours outside of work because you know work dictates what what languages I work in during the day. But um, yeah, favorite favorite is Ruby, and the thing that I end up working most in is JavaScript. Okay. Okay. So, uh, what is the next software enabled thing as a service here on Earth? I'm gonna go with ice cream machines. 
Ice cream machine. Okay, ice cream as a service. As a service. Okay. What about? Okay. So moving, oh, moving, moving to space. What's what's the most sort of useless space, maybe software related thing that could be built for space? I know you and I had a, a brief discussion about this the other day, but if you could, you know, what 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 would that be for you? There's a remarkable number of uh, useless things that seem to be invented these days. Uh, so most useless is quite the challenge. I'm going to go with. A software thing could could be hardware so, that enabled by software. Someone is, I'm sure, is going to do this because someone always does this. Something that computes the digits of pi. <laughs> like after running Doom on a thing, people decide that they have to figure out how to compute the, the digits of pi most quickly. Someone is going to do that on a satellite. It is completely useless. Don't do it. It's a waste of a satellite. But they will. <laughs> Okay, so some, someone out there just accepted this challenge. Then. <laughs> you, you heard it here first. Okay, uh, last last question. If you could remotely control a satellite from anywhere on Earth with a person of historical significance, who would it be and where would you be? So this is like, this person is my co-pilot for the satellite. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe maybe you're the, you're the captain and they're the, the co-pilot, yeah. I don't know why this was the first person to come to my mind, but it was, so I'm just going to say it. Lincoln, and on a beach somewhere. Thank you, Glenn. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, we do appreciate your time. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks.